Hi there, welcome to this week's edition of The Heart of a Youth Leader. My name's Andy Castle. I am the founder and CEO of Thrive Youth Ministries based in the Midlands in Warwickshire in England in the UK and these weekly podcasts are aimed to inspire you to keep your heart healthy as a youth leader, to keep your heart healthy by keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus and not just on the ministry and the work that you are involved in. It's a pleasure to be able to speak to you today. Uh, There's a well-known story, you may have heard it, I don't know, of a concert pianist who uh, does this concert at the Carnegie Hall Uh, and just picture the moment it's coming towards the end of the concert and he plays his last few notes on the piano and he stands up to receive the applause of the audience and he gets a standing ovation the whole hall is on their feet rapturous in their delight and their appreciation for this concert pianist and the pianist takes his bow and then he walks off the stage and his manager comes up to him and the manager goes you've got to get back out there you've got to do an encore listen to them they're on their feet for you and the pianist turned around to the manager and went they're not all on their feet. Look at the balcony. So the manager goes out and looks at this audience. Everyone's on their feet. He looks to the balcony. Everyone's on their feet, except for this one old gentleman who's, uh, who's still sitting down. And so he comes back to the pianist and goes, they're still on their feet in the balcony, except for that one old grey-haired man. Don't worry about what he thinks. Perhaps he can't even stand. You've got to get out there. Enjoy your moment. Uh, And the pianist turns around to his manager and says, no, you don't get it. That old grey haired man used to be my piano teacher. Uh, And and so what it what it says is actually he's he the person who knows him best, the person who in, in who invested in him, the person who taught him everything he knows. He wasn't giving him. Uh, a standing ovation he he was just uh, allowing the moment to pass by uh, and this this concert pianist was taking his his praise from his mentor and not getting swept along by the enthusiasm or the populism of the rest of the hall uh, and it was like he was playing for the audience of one even though there were many hundreds if not thousands in this building I don't know how big the Carnegie Hall is He wasn't getting swept by those who didn't know him. He was concentrating on the one who knew his ability best. Uh, And there's this story in the book of Acts uh, of of Stephen, who becomes the first Christian martyr. Uh, And Stephen's an amazing uh, man of faith. He's picked in Acts 6 to be one of seven people uh, of the first church who are going to take responsibility for looking after the widows making sure everyone gets fed and looked after properly. And it says he's, he's a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Uh, and, uh, so he's, and then he he's, goes on to say that he's involved with performing many signs and wonders. And for whatever reason, he stirs up the, the religious leaders and the Sanhedrin who are against this new Christian movement. And they trump up false charges to try and arrest him and to to prevent him from carrying on his ministry. And he gets pulled before these these religious leaders. This is all Acts chapter six into chapter seven. Uh, and and he gives an account of of what's happened. Uh, and the thing is, he he shares the story of the people of God 
with the people of God. And so they, they, they go with it, they agree with it until he points out the ending that they've got wrong, that they built a temple to contain God where God cannot be contained. And God lives in people uh, and uh, it says uh, God does not live in houses made by human hands. Uh, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house would you build for me, says the Lord? And then he goes on to talk about how you always resist the Holy Spirit. Was there ever a prophet your ancestors did not persecute? They even killed the righteous one. Uh, and and as, the, as the religious leaders heard this, they were furious and they gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, it says in verse 55 of chapter 7, but Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Uh, and he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Now, we all know every time we hear about Jesus at the right hand of the Father, he is seated. In Colossians, in Luke, Jesus says, I will be, the, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the Father. Uh, uh, and yet here, Stephen looks up to heaven and he sees Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. It's like Jesus is going, come on, my boy, you can do this. And Jesus is so excited that he cannot contain himself. He gives the standing ovation for what Stephen is doing by standing up for him. And as Stephen sees that, he then goes through what he saw his saviour experience or what he knows his saviour experience rather. Uh, and he prays a similar prayer as they are stoning him saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. He says, Jesus says, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. And with that, he fell asleep. And I love this fact that Stephen is so full of faith. He's so full of the Holy Spirit that his eyes are on Jesus and he sees him in heaven cheering him on. How important it is for us when it's so easy to take our, am I doing a good job or not, from those around us, from those who have an, a vested interest in us, whether it's the parents. Of course, be encouraged when they encourage us, but also often parents will will try and uh, make sure we look after their child more than others, and that, which is totally understandable. But we as youth leaders, we need to discern what's right and what's not. And the only way we can really do that is if we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, that we speak his truth, that we speak in love, but we don't veer from what he tells us. Uh, and, if our, we, and Stephen has this wonderful eternal perspective. He is not going for the easy ride. He is not going, well, if I just keep shut, keep stunned, no one will tell me anything. No one will stone me and I'll be all right. I can walk away from this. He's like, how can I not but tell you? How can I not take this opportunity to show you where you've gone wrong? Uh, and, and so he, 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 he gives up, he sacrifices his earthly life for the promise of eternity. Uh, and and for, so easy for us today to be so in, uh, uh, in, involved by the comforts of this world that we miss the eternal comforts that are to come uh, and that we are just passing through this life it's it's eternity 
where our home is. Heaven is our home. So let's be bold. Let's live for the audience of one. Let's live for the audience of our heavenly father, Jesus Christ, the son of God, and be filled with the Holy Spirit every day so that in our youth work, we're not just having a nice time, but we're helping each young person to be introduced to their heavenly father who loves them, who made them, who delights in them and wants to spend the whole of eternity with them. Have a great week. See you next time. Go for it.